All right, welcome everybody. It's a new episode. We are here to talk about the stimulus package. So, uh, so Drill, what, what are your thoughts of the upcoming stimulus package from the coronavirus? It's it's going to be twelve hundred dollars a piece for every adult and six hundred dollars for kids. So, what are your thoughts on the stimulus package, and what would you be doing with your stimulus package? Your plans with your stimulus package? Uh, so the first thing I want to say is, you know, to those of us who are getting it, because not all of us are getting a, a stimulus, uh, a check. So, uh, to, to those of us who are getting the checks, uh, spend it wisely. I mean, literally spend it wisely because from the looks of it, we don't know when the economy is going to kick back in. And this is the only check that we're getting. It's a one-time check. And what I mean by spend it wisely you know, if if you're not working, and this is and, and this is the only check you're getting, if you can defer a payment, defer it and use that money to actually take care of household needs. So, uh, one thing I can say is reach out to you know reach out to creditors that that you may owe because a lot of them are offering you know uh, deferment on payments. Without, without any late fees being charged. So reach out to these people and and really try to talk to them to try to get like a different to try to get like a different uh, payment system going and let them know hey look I'm going through a hard time um, I'm not going to be able to, make, be able to make the payment and most of creditors are willing to wait for you to make those payments. Just keep, keep in contact with them and let them know your situation. Oh yeah. Most definitely out to correction, I'm hearing it's actually 500 bucks for for kids. I gotta make sure I gotta okay. double check because earlier reports were saying around 600 bucks. But like you were saying, if if you already have, if you lost your job and you're getting $1,200, and you need to focus on, you know, how essential goods, groceries, and stuff like that, and because you never know, you might run out of stuff. And also, please apply for unemployment if, because I think right now you're able to get up to four months worth of unemployment, depending on your job, depending on your payments, what your job was before you um, got laid off or whatnot. So please apply for unemployment, apply for government assistance while you can. The unemployment rate has jumped up dramatically these last couple of couple of weeks. So I think now it's like. Almost at thirty, almost at thirty percent is above Great Depression levels right now. This is great, the most unemployment we've seen in the history of the United States. So, with that twelve hundred bucks, be focused on the essential items at first. But if you if you're an essential worker, you're still getting paid. And like Drill saying, defer, defer. You can defer some of your payments if if you got laid off and stuff. You can defer some of your payments. You can call your rent if you now. But if you if you didn't call your renter before April first, you can still be on the hook for your rent and stuff like that. So you ha- you would have to make that call beforehand. So make sure you call them beforehand. So if you haven't called them yet, uh, please call them now. But especially if you uh, trying to get um, trying to get it deferred until to May or 
into the future. Make sure you get in touch with anybody you are so see if they can help you out. But the stimulus package is coming. And some people have already gotten theirs. Uh, people who owe child support will not be getting theirs. Um, I think I forgot the other rules of some people who not you're not getting your stimulus package if you haven't filed. I don't think if you haven't filed for ta- file your taxes off in a long time, I don't think you I don't think you're getting it either. Right. Um, that's what I was gonna say. But um you you actually are getting it. Uh, the IRS now have a uh, IRS now have a place on their website for those who are not at, who haven't filed taxes in a while. They can actually go in and uh generate a W well W two form to, to actually start getting that check. But you have to go on the IRS website to fill it out. And that's for people IRS uh, that's for you guys who have been Working under the table for a long period of time. So, you've been working under the table. You haven't filed, filed taxes in like six, seven years. So, the IRS is making it where you can file, get a W 2, and still get a refund. I wonder the, what the effects of those though. What's, what's the effects of that though? If you didn't file for taxes and they, and they do like a uh, in, inquiry on you, like an audit on you, I guess. I mean, of course, you know, of course, that that comes into play. But that, I mean, that's a question of how bad do you want this? How bad, bad you need it? Yeah, how bad you need that check? So. Yeah, how bad do you need it? How bad do you want it? How bad do you need? It? I mean, of course, if you if you haven't been filing taxes the right way, I mean that that comes that situation. We'll see. We'll see how that we'll see how how they hit the hit the fan later on. So for the right. people, but still, I have a question for you: is for the people who. Let's say like essential workers, they still getting a check. They've been making their job hasn't quit. They haven't um, done it. I guess this this has an effect on their money. They've been getting the same amount of money they was getting before. Plus, maybe they're getting a little extra due to essential workers getting paid a little bit extra in some jobs. So, what would you? What would you, if you were them? What would you do with your money? Uh, for me, honestly, so. If I was not working, of course I would, I would operate differently. Yeah. But sitting there right now, I'm still I'm still able to work. Um, I'm gonna take that money and actually invest it until until it comes to a point where I need it. But at this point in time, I'm still working, so I'm gonna take the extra money and invest it. Mm-hmm. You know, to get try to get myself ahead. But I could say before if the market is still a great market to invest in, so I'm definitely gonna take advantage of it. So you invest in your money, right? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely going to invest it. I think I think a portion of my a portion of mine going to invest, but it's a portion that we're going to use for some essential items I need. Um, yeah, but the a portion that we're going to this whole period of time, I think, was it coronavirus popped off maybe February or whatnot. So I've been mm-hmm. investing still in the same stocks every day. Like every week, I've been investing, putting money back every week to the same stocks. So before, when it, it when the stocks were at their lowest, I think I lost. I didn't lose, but my account lost uh, fifteen. I mean, like I, the lowest I seen was fifteen percent. I fifteen percent drop, and I didn't sell. I just kept kept everything in and, and actually bought more. And now I think I'm already up. Up, I've gained all that back. So 
if you were patient, if you were patient during this, you can see yourself coming up um, a lot after this. So a lot of people call me and want advice about what stock to invest in. Um, just look around. Some of the stuff you, people still got to use regardless. Regardless if coronavirus popped up, you still got to use your credit card, debit card. You still got to use certain mm-hmm. certain industries. You still got to go to grocery shop. You still in Walmart all the time. You still the water company still still up up and running. So some of this stuff just will not end unless unless the Armageddon coming in. You still need essential stuff. So you invest in stuff that's actually essential to what's going on. You can you can make a profit off of that. Of course, when you see the stock market fall like that, you wonder you know. Why is it falling like this? A lot of it's just media. A lot of the media, when the media puts out reports of some some things, it makes the market fluctuate up and down. Yeah. So when it, I give you an example, when it first hit, it was a stock called AP. I think it's APT or AFT. Is a Apple Protect is a mass company. They went down. They went up. It's a mass company. Before this, they were selling at five bucks. A, a share. Then all of a sudden it went up to nine. I bought this stock at like eight, like 10, like 14. It jumped all the way up to 32 in a day. Jumped up to $32 in a day. And then and right now it's right back. It's probably like 12, 13, 14, something like that. But it was all media because media had a, 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 a lot of news stories coming out was saying, you know, we need a mask about the mask. And a lot of people invested in that mass stock, but it's, it, a lot of it was just fluff and just a lot, of, a lot of hype. So you just got to be be wary of some certain news stories that pop up to that kind of can push you towards investing in a stock that's really not worth as much they say it's going to be worth. Yeah, Put, uh, yeah go ahead. That goes early. Uh, All right, we back. So, uh, like like you were saying, like you were saying. All right. So, so like what we were saying with uh, you know, like you were saying with being patient. This is a patient game right now. With, with what's going on in the economy? Whatever you invest in, this goes back to our early podcast when we were talking about you know investing in things that you understand and know. You know, investing in different companies that. You know exactly how they make their money. You know exactly what products they sell. And the only thing you really have to do is look into the character of the people who's actually running the companies. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this allows you to be patient. Because as as we said earlier last week, you know, a lot of stocks are selling at a discount. You know, you would call you called me uh we spoke about this earlier in the week about McDonald's for one. Yeah. You know, before this thing McDonald's was two hundred and up. Yeah, with the stock price. And now, and now, where is that? Like hundred and something, right? One hundred and thirty. It, it was it? right now. At its lowest, it was at one thirty-three in dinner recession. It was like, oh, during this coronavirus epidemic, it dropped down to one thirty-three, coming down from I forgot like two ten maybe. So now is it? Now is it one eighty? Now it's trading at one eighty, and the store not even. Like people not even going out like this. 
people, a lot of the stores still shut, well, not shut down, but a lot of people still shut in. So once, so once the news breaks, though, we opening it up, reopening up whatever the economy or whatnot, whenever that is, it's going to shoot back up. So people could make a, a decent profit off this, but you know me, I'm mostly, I think most of us are most, mostly uh, long-term investors. It's like we got to stop, we most, most of these stocks, I'm I'm going to sit on for a long period of time. It, I don't usually don't invest in anything that I don't believe in long term. I don't. I try not to follow trends gotcha. too much because this. Me personally, I don't check my stocks every five minutes. So this see the difference of a day trader. A day trader, like in Robinhood, you can't you can't make certain trades, so many trades in a day unless you're a certified day trader. You a day, day trader for Ramo? You gotta have what's it? You gotta have like twenty five hundred or something. Twenty five. Ramo, if you do too, if you, if you do too many transactions on Ramo, they'll shut you down for the day. Automatically. Automatically. So. And I want to go back to one thing you said earlier about you invested in. Well, uh, was it Mastercard, right? Visa, yeah, Visa. Oh, was it Visa? Yeah, Visa. Visa. I'm sorry, Visa. Uh, um, now it's it's a great thing you said that. One thing I want to say is, you know, pay attention to the companies that are open now. Pay attention to the people that are actually making money while this situation is, while we're in this pandemic. You know, if you, if you look at certain things, like you go to certain places, they are preferring that you do debit or credit as a whole season cash. You can't even get cash back. You can't even get cash back. But. A lot of places you can't. A lot of places you can't. So, you know, like you said, Visa is, is a great is a great investment, and like I said, and like you said earlier, just as all the other companies went down, Visa went down right along with it. Great investment, buy it at a discount because I'm telling you, once this stuff turns around, you're going to see a big shift in the market. You're not going to be you're not going to be able to buy certain some of these stocks, and we're still looking for small businesses or small companies to come up. But how the this current administration and a lot of administrations above that. They, they, they push all their money t- towards these big companies. They want these big, but these big companies to not fail. They making them not fail. These banks and stuff. They, they, mm-hmm. the whole economy is, is, is placed on the backs of some of these companies, so they don't fail. Like Amazon won't fail. Well, they. I'm not saying I'm not saying they won't fail, but the government is trying to make sure that they don't fail. And when you got companies yeah. like these and, and stuff like that. Not retail stores. I ain't saying retail stores, but just companies that are in the infrastructure of America right now. Because Amazon's going to be doing after this. The post. So I put an example. The post office is now. The government is planning on not funding the post office during this time. A bill was put in place, and the president did not want to sign that bill due to. I see a provision about the post office because the post office does not. He's he, like I guess someone was saying he doesn't. It doesn't make a profit. So if if they don't want the post office, then that means if the post office kind of goes away during this time, UPS, FedEx, and not Amazon because Amazon hasn't. They can't. I think they canceled their delivery services now. Due to the, the Corona epidemic, they postponed it. So you know, I got FedEx and UPS. It goes to show you that some of these companies are are operating at 
at a severe advantage over everybody else. Like they, they are, let's see, not a monopoly because a monopoly is one company, but they're like, a, I forgot the word, but it's, it's a like an industry where only two two companies survive um, survive in it. Like UPS and FedEx, they're the only two companies surviving in um, in that in that in that little sector of delivery services. So if you gotta invest in you and you looking for certain companies to invest in, you gotta look at these companies that who have become the number one, number two person in their sector and they dominate in that sector. And they've been dominating that sector for the last 10, 20 years. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, that is goes like the what we were saying earlier. You know, watch, watch out for these companies that are actually still alive. Uh, if you're looking for something to invest in, looking for something safe, something safe just to punch your money in, you know, look into those type of companies. Yeah, look look for the some companies that you use in regards. You use in grocery stores regardless. Yeah. But we constantly visiting these grocery stores, especially especially Walmart. I went the other day. Lines are packed all the way to the clothing section. They ain't that bad, yeah. They making profit. They making profit out, out of all this. But another, Man. so I'm a, I'm gonna uh, switch topics right here for a second. So I'm gonna talk about credit as it comes to credit cards and ethnicity so i see a report this came out in 2019 the end of december 17 2019 by a tamar tamar e homes and it just it just putting out stats for credit cards and credit and they broke it down from whites african-americans and latinos and and it goes shows about certain stats that happened in 2018 mm -hmm. So one of the stats they said minorities are less likely to have access to credit than white Americans. And a stat put out in 2018, 15% of whites did not have access to a credit card compared to 32% of African Americans and 28% of Latinos. African Americans and Latinos are less confident that they will be approved for credit than whites. 84% of whites were confident they would be approved for a credit card compared to 63% of African Americans. And then you go, it had a lot. Um, you, you go down, they talk about the credit scores. In 2007, 2017, predominantly non white areas in 50 out of 60 cities studied had a median credit scores that were lower than 660. In predominantly white areas, only four of the 60 cities studied had a median um, below, below 660 credit score. And then even if you go if even further into that 18 African Americans with credit scores of 700 or above were 80% more likely to say they live paycheck to paycheck than the general population of adults with prime credit scores. So you even with even with African Americans who have higher credit scores, you see, they still live in paycheck to paycheck. So it, when you when you hear, hear numbers like that or the access to credit, what do you what are your first thoughts when you hear something like that? Uh, I mean, uh, those those numbers where you're saying that people that, are, well, African-Americans who have the higher credit score and still live paycheck to paycheck, 
what it sounds like to me is is the pain is crazy. All right, so you know, so with the people, I mean, let's touch on the people with the higher credit scores as far as like 700, what you're saying, 50% of them are saying that they live paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a sense, you know, we got to think of America as a whole, you know, America as a whole is still living on debt, and half of us are willing to realize that we have debt and actually and that's how America is surviving on debt so I think those numbers are actually higher than what they're saying I think it's more than 50 percent that are saying that this is only 50 half of half of the people are actually aware of where they are with their situation and actually being honest with it you know because a lot of us live beyond our means you know a lot of us get a new job buy a new car when yeah. you are we already living paycheck to paycheck you know, you get a raise, buy something new, collect new debt. You know, when we have covered the debt that we already had. So it just sounds like it sounds like fifty percent of the fifty percent of that pop of that group is actually aware of their situation and saying, All right, I have accumulated too much debt. Um, yeah, I make great income, but coming into this income situation, I coming into this wealth. Or, or in a situation where I'm able to attain this high credit score, I have accumulated debt, and 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 now I'm trying to maintain that debt to get it down, so I actually can enjoy my credit score and not live paycheck to paycheck. And it, it goes to show you, you got a lot of not. We just talking about credit card debt. It's basically just credit credit debt. Like that was just kind of dealing with a lot of uh, with credit cards. When you, when you mm-hmm. see stuff. Uh, when they ask questions about confidence, just the confidence level actually getting approved for certain things, as as a people, I, I've heard this a lot from different different people too. Just just very weary about even applying for a credit card in the first place. It kind of kind of get thrown thrown aback, not feeling that they could get approved for a credit card with their their previous history, and also when you, when I hit but when I hear the stats of people with 700 credit scores and living paycheck to paycheck, I feel that was mostly, it's a good and a bad thing because the people with the higher credit scores, they kind of, they are paying their debt, like you saying, they're paying their debt off and they, they are more intelligent when it comes to their finances. So they're trying to find ways to pay down their debt and to, to do things to get their credit score, to keep their credit scores at a certain level. And also, when you see 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 people like that with high credit scores, they're not really trying to spend money on unnecessary things. It seems to me. So they're worried about knocking that debt down uh, and building uh, a a strong financial foundation going forward. So when I see that, I mean, I guess the number that kind of I see that stands out to me is. Just the fact of the cities, predominantly. So you see the status said in predominantly black neighborhoods, predominantly black cities. Fifty of the sixty, majority of the people lived had a credit score of six sixty and below. Compared to the white neighborhoods, only three of those cities out of sixty 
had average of six sixteen below. So you thinking that that's a big, that's a big jump. That's a that's a big number. That's a big climb when because they they go about the whole neighborhood. So just thinking of the cities with a lot of a huge black population, and you you having majority of those people being under the six sixty threshold when it comes to credit scores. When you go to the next yeah. neighborhood over, and half those people have higher credit scores. Then that's not, it makes you want to, it makes you think not about um it makes you think what can be done to help to improve this going forward and is it just a lack of knowledge in some people's mind or it's just you know I think I, to me personally I think it's mostly a lack of knowledge when it comes to what to do with credit because like in this stat say a lot of a lot of Black Americans don't even have credit like they they have their credit invisible. Um, I mean, and, and to add on that, not only lack of knowledge, sometimes it's lack of discipline as well. Because yeah. a lot of times we'll know better and not do it. You know, a lot of times we'll we'll know, hey man, um, I know I shouldn't, I know I shouldn't go out tonight. I don't get paid for another week, and you know I'm barely making it as is. But my friends want me to go out with them. We know better. You know, to make the small decisions like that. But I'm going to go out and have a couple of drinks anyways. Yeah. When we should just stay at the house. Yeah. Okay. We should just say, hey, look, I can't do it. Or sometimes, no matter, keep it up with the Jones, you know. That's a, a lot of us. That's a big A lot one. of us be like, man, bro, I can't let them see me without without such and such. I got to have this. I can't, have, I can't let them see me without the, the best, you know, the best shoes, the best phone, the best car, the best rims, or whatever the case may be. You know, I can't let them see me without it. Can't let them see me without it. And then, so we know that we shouldn't do it, or we know that we don't have the need to do it. We just don't have the discipline to stick with it. And that even goes, that even goes with, uh, you know, they even go so far as being mistreated by certain companies. We're like, I know this company, I know this certain store or company mistreat me. But man, what they they product they serve is so good. You know that that's just going on to a different level. But like I said, discipline as long as it, along with education. Discipline is a big discipline is a big thing when it comes to anything in life. But finance is, is one of the, one of the ones that you really need discipline in. Because if you don't have that discipline and you see something that you like, and you got a credit card, you got a certain limit on it. And you see something you like, you can afford it when you use the credit card. But if I'll put, I give you an example. If you're going on a trip, and you want to go on a trip, you ain't got the money for the trip, but you got a credit card that can pay yeah. for the trip. If you're the type of person that will swipe their credit card, knowing that you you about to put yourself in a hole, if you the type of person to say, "Well, I worry about it later." And I pay pay for it later. Once you start saying I pay for it later, I handle it later. It starts accumulate on you, and then when later comes, now it's all in your face, and now you gotta somehow pay this credit card down. That you if, at first it was fourteen hundred dollars, but now four years later you still owe that that amount of money on it. You've been paying, you end up paying like four grand on it or some crazy number like that. So it end up. You end up losing three grand off 
a bad financial decision that you made early on when you could have saved that money and then you could have took two trips, two or three trips, but the money you didn't save, you didn't put on that credit card in the beginning. So it's like you said, it's really a lot about discipline. The people with the financial discipline to handle themselves will end up being on the right side of history. But if you gotta, you have to have the education and the discipline to, to see that it go through. If not, you'll you'll fall on your face a hundred times out of ten, a hundred times out of hundred. Correct. And now you said something real important when you said, you know, being that person that say, you know, I worry about it later. I worry about it later. Some of y'all, some people may be saying, listen to this and saying, I'm not the type of person. But let's, all right, let me give you a scenario, and this this will help you decide whether this will help you realize whether or not you're the type of person. When you go to the grocery store, how many of us have a rounded figure in our head of how much everything will cost us in our best before we get there? Especially, especially us shopping with government assistance as far as, far as like food stamps. How many of us already have that figure in our head, calculating in our head or calculating on our phone how much everything is in our car? If you if you're going to the register and it's a surprise to you just as much as it is to the lady that's ringing your stuff up that hasn't been shopping with you all day. If it's a, if it's a surprise to both of y'all, um, you're one of those people that says, I'll worry about it later. And, Joe, get up. and that has to stop. And you get up to, whoo, dang, 300, 305. Dang. <laughs> that, has, that has to stop. Dang, 305. Dang, I see. Still, still, I still buy it, though. Not taking anything back, just like, oh, I still need it, though. You keep on pushing. Look, or you be that person, you gotta start taking stuff back because you can't buy it. You know, you you gotta, and, and that's one way to start. You gotta start counting your money. Counting your money. You can't go in there with that with that mindset of I worry about it when it comes. I take care, I take care of when I get that work. Well, basically, can't be living for the day. This is live for the next day. You can I'll put well. Plan right, plan. Worry about today. Worry about today, and I'll use this slogan: Don't put yourself in a in a hole so deep today that you can't dig yourself out of it tomorrow. Don't dig yourself. Don't dig ditches for yourself. Correct. And somebody gonna do that for you later on in life. Don't be the one digging that ditch for yourself, man. Don't put yourself in that grave. Let somebody else do it. Because if you if you spending money on the wrong thing and you end up in that. Uh, that situation where you paying most most of your money is spent on interest. Like at this, that's the point of credit. Credit is interest. If you don't, I some people talk to me all the time and say credit isn't important. I had somebody say that to me, but long term, if you buying a house, if you buying a car, your credit is gonna matter to your like you were saying with a like student or interest, just interest rates in general. So the credit dictates your can dictate your interest rate. If you got a bad interest rate on a house and you got a 30-year mortgage or whatnot, that's going to cost you, let's say you got a 600 credit score or whatever, and the, the next person has a, a, a 800 credit score. Y'all both got the same house, but the same price. And uh, your interest level is, what's the interest level you see, high interest level you see in the, in your mortgage company? Uh. You know, right now, right now, with the interest rate so low, you know, I, 
I just go with the lowest. I've seen one as low as low as two point, you know, two point five, two point nine. What's the highest? What's the highest interest rate you right seen now? With, right now with the rates, you might get one at four. You might get one at like four and five percent. Yeah, four and five percent so interest rate now. What's now, what, person next door. Go ahead. I'm now, sorry. what's the difference? So you got a person with five, and you got a person with two percent interest, and they both got the same house with the same number of house. They both got a two hundred thousand dollar house. Both of them. How much more you think the the person in the, with the five percent is gonna pay more than the person with the two percent? What's the long term? At the end of now, long long term, if you look at the uh, if you look at the the um, you look at the breakdown of of interest payments every mm-hmm. month, mm-hmm. you will see it there where where the person with the lowest interest rate have has paid a lot less than what you paid for that home. Long term, and it'll be it'll be small in the beginning. It, it seems small, but it seems seem very small. But you do it for 30, 12 months, 30, 30 times, thirty years. It just started. It started to add up long. It add up long term. So it's now gonna add up in the first half of that mortgage month. It's gonna add up. In the, it's gonna add up before that. And now you, re, and now you try to refinance a couple years later down the line to get that that payment now. Yeah. Oh, one so last. You got refinance for another thirty years. This one last question. It's, it's about refinance. We talked about refinance earlier. It's one last question. So I know this lady. So she had to re, she refinanced. So she was thinking about refinancing, right? So she mm-hmm. got the house. She got the house a couple years ago. Now her credit at the time wasn't good, that great, but now her credit is better at this time. Now, is it worth it? To refinance right now, even though you know when you refinance, you have to pay pay, right? It depends on where refinance you get. Because sometimes you can do a cash out, and then sometimes, sometimes, like I said, it's not always you have to pay. You don't always have to pay. Yeah. Depending on the equity in your home, and depending on how much title charges are, sometimes you don't have to pay. It's not always guaranteed that you have to pay to refinance. If you if you somebody with uh, it doesn't matter how how old the loan is though. If you have to pay, say that again. Sorry, is it? Does it matter how how old the loan is? Does that determine if you got to pay or not? No, no, no. So it, it's really, it's really the fees. What comes up to the fees? So you know, you got the underwriting fees. Um, you also have title fees. You might have like in the state of Florida. Sometimes you gotta do a survey, but that's that's rare on a, on a refinance because they already did one of the sale of property. Um, but you know, it, it's more so it's more so cooked up in the fees. And then let's say if taxes are due, you have to pay taxes, or or, or if your homeowner's insurance premium is due, you have to pay a premium. If, if either of those are due within sixty days, you have to pay those at closing. And also the equity in the home and how much debt you already have in the home. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a lien on the property. You got to pay that lien before they even refinance the home, before the bank can even agree to it. Yeah. But if so, but if you ahead. don't, so if you don't have a lien on your home, right? And uh-huh. you, I'm just putting it. This is a scenario. You have you plan on living in that house for the next five years or so. You plan on mm-hmm. living in the house for the next five years or so, or longer. And will it be worth it to refinance right now, even though you got to pay an upfront charge? At this moment, I'm talking about this moment, like the coronavirus. Okay. Moment. Is it? All right, so you gotta pay. All yeah. Right. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to to refinance it right now at this moment? 
Oh. All right. Well, that depends on the rate you currently have. Yeah. Now, if you bought if you bought your home during like 2008 time, 2009 when rates were at like dirt cheap, uh, you know you may want to weigh your options unless you're doing a cash out refi. But cash out refi, when you're pulling the equity out your home, now if you just re- doing a rate in term where you're re- refinancing to lower your rate. Um, if you didn't buy it during 2008, you know you bought it earlier. Of course, you got a higher rate. If you, especially if you bought it in the early 2000s, you got a higher rate than what's offered right now. It's definitely, it's definitely a good time to refi, refinance. Or if you have FHA, you know, you can look into, you can look into, um, if you got an FHA loan around like 2012, sometime around that time, you know, you can look into going to conventional because, and drop off their mortgage insurance because all FHA loans require you to have mortgage insurance now. Yeah. So that that's a good option. It's, it's always good to explore it. Like I said, if you got it early two thousands, early two thousands or before that, definitely refinance because the rates the rates that are offered now, you wasn't getting that back then. If you but if you was a person who's trying to refinance, what would, what would you send somebody who's trying to refinance their home right now? Like what would what would I send them? Yeah, what would you send them as as in to get the right information? Who for them? Who should they talk to to get the right information on it? It's not going to cost them a fee. Or what websites do you know? That they can get a lot uh, more information. One, I would say, I would say this: shop, shop with your local bank that you that you uh, put your money into. Because one thing I can say is, if you putting your money into these banks and these banks are able to loan your money out, you should be able to go in and borrow money from them. Um, if you're not able to shop with them, uh, get ready to shop for another bank altogether. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> that's, 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 that's that's being honest though. Yeah, we can take your money. We can take your money. We can loan your money away, but we can't give you your, no money back. We can't let you borrow none. If, if that's the case, find you somebody else to deal with. Um, now, as far as far as websites, um, I I can't really put no. Honestly, I, honestly the only thing I can say about that is you no, know, really, really going to Google um, because and just and just type in your question because I can't really put no rip. Websites out there to really give give you know click cut answer click cut answer basically play, but there are plenty of websites out there to help you do do the math on give you an idea of where you'll be at you know there are plenty of websites out there for that mm-hmm. I would say you search on Google for different websites to you know do the math and give you an idea of where you're at um I, I would definitely say do that and then um one thing I say is. You can look into like look into websites like Lending Tree. Lending Lending Tree will also put you in put you in a position where you know they'll let you test your credit score out to to give you an idea of who would offer you certain loans on your prop on like certain refinances on your on your home, you know, without you having to do a hard pull. Oh yeah. Now they're not going to be guaranteed offers. You still may get denied once the credit, or if they actually pull it, but it'll give you an idea of where you're at. Oh yeah, but that's shoot. That's all we got. This is all we got for today. It's a happy Easter day. We recorded this on Easter, so so it should be out. You should be listening to this on a Monday. So the next one should be coming out Wednesday, and then after that, we we'll try to keep pushing out at least two a day, two a week. See what's going on. It could be short, could be long. We'll, we'll just try to uh, see see the environment, see what's going on with the coronavirus. See see how that affects us. 
But if you got any questions or topics you want us to speak about, just contact me. Uh, leave a comment on podcast on Apple. We on Apple. We on Spotify. We on Anchor. We on Google Play. We everywhere. We international, man. We get this. We get this young anywhere, man. Norway, anywhere. Netherlands. We got you. Also, also, I want to give out my. Um, you know, if, if you guys, if you guys want to reach out, reach me at. Uh, you guys can reach me at uh, Jarrell Martin at iCloud.com. That's uh, J A R R E L M A R T I N at iCloud.com. With any questions you may have, and you do with anything that I said, you want me to clarify. Hey, yeah, you got the business website yet? Uh, that's the same, the same email on oh, the website. Mm-hmm. Oh, the website is still in the works. Um, I'm looking. I'm actually looking into doing an app. I actually want to do an app for credit. Um, but once the finances are secure for that, def- I definitely want to get that going. And this, and that's another topic we gotta start. We kind of ventured out to something else, but we, this is another topic we gotta get to. Maybe sometime next week is the small businesses because I know a lot of small businesses are gonna feel the heat. Because right now, small businesses are feeling the uh, heat right now. Because I know some of my friends, their businesses is going, they interacting with people, selling food, selling stuff, selling shirts or whatnot. So, and if they got high rates of a fixed, fixed, um, I got forgot the name, but you got fixed costs. Yeah, fixed costs, rent and bills and stuff you got to pay for your small businesses. But people are not coming in. The step they do have a stimulus package, and I think three hundred six, almost three hundred billion dollars for small businesses. So please contact anybody, the SBA uh, Small Business Association, see if you can get um, some help, some bailout money for yourself and your employees. So you can continue to run your business after this is over, long after this is over. But this is it. That's all we got. All right, bro. All right, take it easy.